coming up on this episode of Inside the Epicenter. We already know they're not going to go to war to protect Ukraine. But do we believe that Ukraine is all that a Russian czar would want? Our next speaker is a, an amazing person. He, again, you can correct me if I say something wrong. I know, I know. So I'll, I have my freedom. He became famous by writing a novel about terrorists taking over an airplane and turning it into a flying bomb into a high-rise building. Ta sai kuulsaks sellega, et ta kirjutas novelli, kuidas terroristid võtavad üle, kaaperdavad lennuki ja muudavad selle lendavaks bombiks vastu hooned. Now, you know, it's... He wrote it before 9-11. Ta kirjutas seda enne, kui kaksik tornid langesid. Joel Rosenberg on kirjutanud väga palju põnevike ja üks neist, mille nimi on Kremli konspiratsioon, nägi ilma valgust umbes neli aastat tagasi. He has written many fantastic books, bestsellers. One of them is called Kremlin Conspiracy, which was published, I think, 2018. 17. Ja kui ta tuli siia, siis ta ütles, et ma olen hämmingus, et ma kuulen uudistest sündmusi otse kui minu raamatust. And when he arrived to Estonia, he said, I'm amazed to read or hear from the news the script that I put in my book five years ago. Joel Rosenberg on erakordne, sest et ta on saanud kokku selle maailma suurte liidritega mitmel korral. Joel Rosenberg is a really unique person because he's been able to meet with some greatest leaders in this world. President Trump, King of uh, Jordan, Abdallah, he was uh, the um, advisor for Benjamin Netanyahu during his first term. And it's, uh, I mean, he's a long list of people he will mention, I believe, himself. Joel Rosenberg on Sanut Kokku, President Trumpiga, Viskorda, Kuningas Abdallaga, Jordaniast, on pik-pik nimekiri kõigist arabeliidritest, kellega ta on kohtunud. Ja ma usun, et ta räägib sellest ise rohkem. A unique life, unique calling ja see on tõesti unikaalne elu, unikaalne kutsumine. Nii et anname suur aplausi ja kutsume Joel Rosenberg from Jerusalem. Welcome. Thank you. What a joy and honor to be here in Tallinn, to be here in Estonia. Milline rõõm on olla täna siin koos teega Tallinnas Eestis? Now let me clear up a few things up front. I am a failed political consultant. I did work for a wide range of 
of American and Israeli leaders. It's just that they all lost when I worked for them. Ma töötasin väga paljude Israeli ja Amerika liidritega. Ainukene probleem oli sellest, et kõik kukkusid läbi, kui ma neid aitasin. I worked for Netanyahu for a very brief time and, and not as an advisor, just as a lonely junior person. I worked on his comeback campaign team in the year 2000. It took him nine years to come back. <laughs> See oli tema kampaania tagasi tulekuks aastal 2000 ja see võttis tal nüüd pärast minu abi üheks aastat. Uh, my friend Natan Sharansky, a great hero of the Jewish people, minu sõber Natan Sharansky, kes on suur juutide kangelane, spent nine years he did in the gulag in the Soviet Union. Kes veetis gulagi vanglates üheks aastat. That was before I got involved. See oli nüüd enne kui mina asjaga kokku puutusin, see minu süü. But he got so frustrated with his political career when I came around. Ta oli nii frustreeritud oma poliitilise karjääri pärast, et kui mina tulin pilti, that he completely quit politics and became the head of the Jewish agency, which was wonderful, but I, I played no helpful role. I helped an American businessman run for president. But rather than helping Mr. Trump win, Aga sellasele meil et aidata härra Trumpil võita. I helped some another businessman lose two presidential elections and 70 million dollars of his daughter's inheritance money. <laughs> Ma aitasin ühel teisel ärimehel kahe presidendi kampaania vältel kaotuda ja jääda ilma 70 miljonist dollarist oma tütre pärimis pärandi rahaks, pärast rahast ja. That's when I got out of politics. I went through political detox. I'm out. I'm clean. The problem is that I'm one of the few Jewish people born and raised in America that didn't get the financial gene. I'm not your stockbroker. Ma ei ole stockbroker, broker. I'm not your accountant. Ma ei ole raamatupidaja. I don't run a hedge fund. Ja ma ei oska ka riski fondi juhtida. And I didn't get any of the other good Jewish jobs. Ma ei saanud ühtegi head töökohta, mida tavaliselt juudid saavad. I'm not a doctor. Arst ma ka ei ole. I'm not a lawyer. Ja advokaatki mitte. I don't run a Hollywood movie studio. Do you ja, understand what I'm saying? Ja Hollywoodis ma ka filmeid ei. Saate aru, mis lugu on? Now, admittedly, I'm a little bit bitter, but I'm working on it. Võibolla ma olen pisut kibe sellepärast, aga uskuge mind, ma olen protsessis paranemise poole. My father's side of my family, they were Orthodox Jews that escaped out of Minsk, Belarus. Minu isapoolsed sugulesed olid ortodoksi juudid, kes põgenesid Minskist valgevenest. So as a Russian Jew, you can understand why my outlook on life naturally is I'm a pessimist. Ja olles osa siis vene juutidest võite aru saada, et minu nagu ellu vaatamine on omamoodi pessimistlik. Ding! 
things don't always go well for Russian Jews, and therefore we look at the world fairly darkly. Something bad's going to happen tomorrow. Vene juutide jooks ei ole just kõige paremini alati läinud ja seepärast meie väljavaade elul on pessimistlik ja asjad ei lähe nagu me tahaksime. As wonderful Christians, you probably see the glass half full. Võibolla sina kui tõeline tubli kristlane näed, et klaas on pooleldi täis. Not only do I see the ha- glass half empty, I'm convinced the glass is cracked, leaking, and will be gone before tomorrow. That's what it means to be a Russian Jew. Now, as a follower of Jesus Christ, the Holy Spirit is teaching me to be more optimistic about life. Loomulikult järgides Jeesust ja olles täidetud pühavaimuga on ellu tulnud positiivseid ja optimistlikumaid noote. But, for, yeah, well, amen. <laughs> Thank you for the... Amen. <laughs> so I found a job that's really good if you're a pessimist. Nüüd ma leidsin ühe sellise töö, mis tõesti, tõesti on hea töökoht pessimistile. If you think the world is going to be a disaster tomorrow, Why not write a political thriller today? Kui sa tead, et irmus, irmus katastroof juhtub homme, miks mitte kirjutada ühte poliitilist thrillerit põnevikku täna? The whole premise of a political thriller is to ask the question, what if? Põnevikku kirjutamise juures on ainult üks oluline osa. Sa küsid, aga miks mitte? What if... Radical Islamist terrorists hijack a plane and fly it into an American city. Mis oleks, kui radikaalsed islami terroristid kaaperdavad lennuki ja suunavad selle maja sisse? Crazy me, I thought that was a good idea for an entertaining story. Vaene mina, ma mõtlesin, et see on niukene fantastiline idee nagu selliseks põneviku sisuks. But I began writing it nine months before September 11th and was finishing it on the morning of September 11th in Washington, D.C. Aga läks nii, et ma hakkasin seda kirjutama üheksa kuud enne seda, kui kaksik tornid langesid ja ma lõpetasin selle raamatu kirjutamise sel päeval, kui nad langesid. The book begins with the attack from the plane, but it leads to the United States trying to remove Saddam Hussein from power in Iraq. Ja That's raamatus, the fictional story. Ja raamatus, mille ma siis välja mõeldud loona kirjutasin, oli see, et see rünnak viis Amerika ühendriigid ründama Iraaki ja maha võtma Saddam Husseini valitsust. I was not trying to predict the future. Ma tõepoolest ei üritanud ka mitte tuleviku ennustada. I am not a prophet. Ma ei ole prohvet. I run a non-profit. I don't <laughs> see, know if that really translates so well, but anyway. Ta ei ole prohvet, aga tal on non-profit, eks siis ta juhib, ei saa tõlkida. Mitte tulundusühingud, mis ei riimu sõnaga prohvet. I am not a psychic. Psychic? Psychic. Uh, Ma ei ole sensitiv. <laughs> I'm not a clairvoyant. Ma ei ole... I'm testing your uh, I Ukrainian, I know. Uh, I mean, I mean, sorry, Estonian. <laughs> well, that's try. my next stop. No, uh, <laughs> and I'm really not a prophet from the Lord. I, I, I want to be clear. I'm, I'm not kidding. I'm not. I am 
imagining what horrible thing could befall the world, both to entertain, but also to warn. Ma kirjutan oma raamatud mõeldes, mida võiks aset leida, loomulikult selle jaoks, et tekid tuua meelelahutust, aga ka selle jaoks, et hoiatada. So most of my books are about the Middle East, because when it comes to radical Islamist terrorism, it's the gift that keeps on giving. Minu enamik raamatuid kõneleb lähis idast, sest et islamiradikaal terroristid annavad selleks palju põhjust. But how much can you write about Iran and ISIS and Al-Qaeda, ai, 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 on and on, blah, blah, blah. Kui palju sa saad ometegi siis kirjutada Iranist, Al-Qaedast, ISISest, Islami riigist, mis iganes? It's all bad. See kõik on nii halb. But you can't write every single book about it, right? Aga sa ei saa iga raamatud kirjutada nii hirmsasti. So I was looking around the world for more, maybe new, bad guys to write about. Nii ma mõtlesin, ma peal leidma mõned veel mõned pahad tüübid, kellest kirjutada. I'm already putting them to sleep. Ma näen, lapsed on juba magama jäämas, et ma jutun pikk. So, I imagine, well, what if? Ja mõtlesin, mis oleks kui? What if a Russian dictator made a plan? Mis oleks kui, et üks vene diktaator teeb sellise plaani? He didn't tell anyone the plan. Ja ta ei räägi sellest kellegile. Except his inner circle of advisors. Vaid ta lihtsalt jagab seda oma sisemise ringi nõunikele. But this is the plan. Aga plaan on selline. And this is the premise of my novel, The Kremlin Conspiracy. Ja see on siis sisu Kremli konspiratsiooni novellile. What if a Russian dictator... Mis oleks kui vene diktaator... Decided to invade Ukraine. Otsustaks rünnata Ukrainat. But with everybody focused on the potential of invading Ukraine... Aga samal ajal kui ta laseb kogu maailmal olla hirmu all, mis juhtuks, kui ta ründab Ukrainat. What if his main objective was to attack Estonia? Mis oleks, kui tema tegelik eesmärk oleks rünnata Eestit? And Latvia. Ja Lätit. And Lithuania. Ja Leedut. But if he couldn't get all three, then in the novel, maybe he just goes for Estonia. Ja siis, kui ta võibolla kõiki kolme korraga ei saaks, et siis läheks ja võtaks ainult Eesti. Why would he do that? Miks üldse seda teha? That's what his advisors are asking. Seda tema nõunikud tema käest ka küsivad. In the book they're asking, okay, Ukraine we understand, they're not part of NATO. Nad ütlevad, nõunikud ütlevad, jah, Ukrainast me saame ju aru, nad ei olegi ju NATO liikmed. But Mr. President, you cannot go attack and invade Estonia and Latvia and Lithuania. Aga herra president, te ometigi mõtle, et te saate rünnata Eestit, Lätit ja Leedud. These are NATO allies. Need on ju NATO liitlased. They live under the protection of Article 5. Nad elavad ju artikkel 5 kaitseal. If one country in NATO is attacked, all the nations of NATO will come to its defense. Kui ühte NATO liiget rünnatakse, siis kogu NATO mobiliseerub selle rünnaku vastu. Mr. President, you are risking the worst war since World War II. Hära president, olete riskimas kõige hirmsama sõjaga pärast teist maailmasõda. You are risking 
the escalation into nuclear war with the United States and the NATO powers. Te olete riskimas tuuma sõjaga Ameerika ühendriikide ja kõigi NATO liitlastega. Now I'm not here to sell you a book. No, no, ma ei ole mitte suguga selleks siin, et sulle oma raamatut nüüd müüa. And I can see that you wouldn't buy the book anyway. It's not entertaining to any of you. Ma saan aru, et ega sa vist ei ostaks ka, et see ei ole sugugi meele lahutust takkuv ühelegi teist. Not this week. Ei, ei, eriti mitte sellel nädalal. Not ever. Vist üldse mitte, ma arvan. So I don't mind giving you a few spoiler alerts. Nii et ma pigem annan sulle mõned niuksed spoilerid trikkuda selle poendi ära. In the Kremlin conspiracy, Kremli konspiratsiooni raamatus, the Russian president, see Vene president, tells his advisors, ütleb oma nõunikele, do you really think, kas te tõesti arvate, that the United States of America, et Amerika ühendriigid, is going to go to war with me here in Russia, lähevad sõtta minu vastu ja Venema vastu, to rescue et päästa the Baltics Baltirike. most Americans cannot find Estonia Latvia or Lithuania on a map I don't say this to be offensive I, I'm just being honest so will the United States of America risk nuclear war with Russia if Russia invades Estonia. Kas Ameerika ühendriigid riskiksid tuuma sõjaga, kui Venema ründaks Eestit? We already know they're not going to go to war to protect Ukraine. Me juba teame, et Ukraina kaitseks nad sõtta ei lähe. But do we believe that Ukraine is all that a Russian czar would want? Aga kas me tõesti arvame, et Ukraina ongi kõik, mida Vene tsaar tahaks? Not just a dictator. Mitte ainult diktaator. A man who sees himself as a czar, with a divine right to invade his neighbors and bring them back into the glory of Mother Russia. At the risk of being shot or sent to Siberia, the advisors say that's really a bad idea. Hirmsa välja vaata juures, et nad saavad kuuli või nad lähevad Siberisse, ütlevad nõunikud presidentile, see ei ole hea mõte. But the president says this. Aga president ütleb järgnevat. The United States and NATO is not going to come rescue the Baltics. Amerika ühendriigid ja NATO ei asu Eesti kaitseks välja. In 96 hours I could capture one, two or three of them. 96 tunni vältel ma suudan vallutada ühe või kõik kolm korraga. And all I have to do is hold them. Ja ainukasi, mida ma pean tegema, on ma pean neid hoidma oma valduses. The NATO and Washington will huff and puff, but they will not blow my house down. NATO võib kärkida ja vihastada, aga nad ei lase minu maja õhku. If they do, we could always retreat. Kui nad seda üritaksid, siis me võime alati vastu panu osutada. Aga nad ei tee seda. And if they don't keep Article 5, aga kui nad artikkel 5 kinni ei pea, that is the end of NATO. Siis see ongi NATO lõpp. In 96 hours, he tells his advisors, we could end NATO. Me suudame NATOle teha 96 tunniga lõppu. Because you cannot have a collective defense 
treaty if nobody comes to somebody's defense. Sest et sul ei saa olla kollektiivset kaitset, kui see kollektiiv ei kavatsegi ühe kaitseks välja astuda. I'm not going to tell you how the story ends. Ma ei ütle teile, kuidas lugu lõpeb. Because that's not the main point of why they've invited me. Sest see ei olegi põhjus, miks me siia kutsuti. I may be the only person to ever have written a novel in the United States about Estonia. And I've always wanted to come visit. But I never imagined that I would be invited to come in the midst of such a crisis as this. And to come for a gathering of Christians to pray. Ja et me oleme just tulnud ajal, kus kristlased on kokku saanud et palvetada. In the darkest hour. Kõige pimedamal tunnil. When we need to know whether God is listening or not. Kui me peame tõesti teadma, kas Jumal meid kuuleb või mitte. One of the saddest things I've learned about Estonia. Üks kõige kurvemaid asju, mis ma Eesti kohta olen õppinud is not only that you were occupied by Nazi Germany, and that you were occupied for so long by the cruel, evil empire of the Soviet Union, a member of parliament told me yesterday that for the last thousand years you've been in attacked and invaded by Russia time and time and time again. But to me, as horrible as that is, it's not the saddest thing that I've learned. The saddest thing that I've learned about Estonia is that so few people here believe in God. That this is the least religious country on the planet. There is widespread spirituality more and more magic more and more new age new age a wide range of ways of trying to find God but in a nation of such few people who believe in one true God to begin with Aga et selles rahva seas, kus on isegi vähe inimesi, kes usuvad ainsasse tõelisesse Jumalasse. Fewer still believe that the Bible reveals who God is. Usub sellesse, et Piibel ilmutab meile seda, kes Jumal on. And fewer still have come to know the good news that Jesus is our Messiah, the King, the, the Lord who came to save us and redeem us. Ja veel vähem on neid, kes on uskunud, et Jeesus on see, kes on tõeline messi ja, ja on tulnud meid päästme ja lunastama. That the painting on the wall behind me tells the greatest 
story in all of mankind. Et see maal minu selle taga räägib inimkonna kõige suuremat, kõige võimsemat lugu. So with the darkest of night falling again. Ja kõige pimedama öö langedes selle riigi üle. We pray for the Lord to thwart the evil ambitions of the Kremlin. Me palvetame ühes koos, et Jumal võiks need Kremli kurjad kavatsused ringi pöörata. To rescue Ukraine. Päästa Ukraina. To rescue the Baltics. Aga ka päästa Balti riigid. To save Estonia. Et päästa Eesti maa. And we believe that God not only hears our prayers, but can answer those. He can say no to Putin. Ja me tõesti siin ühes koos usume, et Jumal mitte üksi ei saa keelata Putinit, vaid saab ta plaanid tühjaks teha. A president of France may not say no to him. Võibolla prantsuse president ei ütleks Putinile ei. A German chancellor might not say no to Võib- Putin. Võibolla saksa kantsler ei ütleks ei Putinile. An American president might say no, but might not convince Putin not to act. Must be honest. Ja olema ausad ka Ameerika president võibolla ütleks ei, aga ei suudaks küll veenda teda selles, et ta midagi rohkemat ette võtaks. But our God is a sovereign God. Aga meie Jumal on suveräänne. He is an almighty God. Kõik võimas Jumal. He can stop evil if he chooses. Tema võib selle kurja peatada, kui ta nii otsustab. Obviously this is our prayer. Loomulikult kuuleb ta meie palveid. My friend Rabbi Yehuda Glick made the case that God has saved Israel many, many times. Minu sõber Rabbi Yehuda Glick just rääkis, kuidas Jumal on Iisraeli nii palju kordi päästnud. And Yehuda shared how God let an evil man shoot him four times in the chest. Ja ta rääkis ka, kuidas Jumal lubas sellel juhtuda, et see terrorist teda neljal korral, neli korda tulistas. But God heard the prayers of people all over the world asking the Lord to save the life of Yehuda Glick. Aga et Jumal kuulis kõigi nende inimeste palvet üle maailma, et päästa juuda elu. So even when the Lord allows evil to happen, he can show his mercy and his power. Et kuigi Jumal võib oma, võib lubada seda kurja juhtuda, Ometigi on tema näitamas oma väge ja suurust pöörates selle tulemuse ringi. So we pray that the Russian attack is thwarted. Yes, that's our main prayer. Meie põhiline palve loomulikult on see, et Venemaa rünnak pööratakse ringi. And we look to the scriptures to see the examples of how God defended the people of Israel when they cried out to him in repentance and humility. Ja me näeme ja loeme piiblist neid kirjakohti, kus Jumal kuulis Iisraeli rahva palveid sõja ohus ja päästis nad, kui nad parandasid meelt ja palvetasid. The Apostle Paul told us to look to Israel. Apostel Paulus õpetab meid, et me vaataksime Iisraeli peale. Paul told the church in Corinth, which is one of the most confused and troubled congregations at the time. Paulus vaatas korintlase koguduse peale, mis oli kõige suuremas segaduses olev kogudus tol ajal. 
Paul said, look to Israel. Ja ta ütles, õpetas neid, vaadake Iisraeli. Learn the lessons from Israel and the Jewish people. Õppige need õppetunnid Iisraelilt ja juudi rahvalt. See what happens when they abandon God. Vaadake, mis juhtus, kui nad Jumala hülgasid. See too what happens when they ask for forgiveness and embrace the Lord and plead for his mercy. Aga vaadake ka seda, mis siis juhtus, kui nad meelt parandasid, andeks palusid, Jumala poole hüütsid ja kuidas ta nemad päästis. I think there is much that Estonia can learn from the Bible about the nation of Israel. Ma usun, et on nii palju, mida Eesti maa võiks õppida piiblist. I had a pastor in college who was from India. Minul pastoriks kollegis oli üks Indiast pärit mees. He spoke English, I think. Ta rääkis inglis keeles, ma arvan nii. But it was very difficult to understand Aga him. tema inglis keeles oli väga raske aru saada. He used to say to my then girlfriend and me. Ta tavatses minu, minule ja mu tolleaeg selle tüdruksõbrale Linnile öelda. Joel, Lin. Joel, Lin. We serve a prayer, hearing and a prayer, answering God, a wonderworking God. Now, you're going to need English to English translation and English to Estonian too. Meie teenime jumalad. No, come on, really, you know. Kõik võimas ja palved, kuulev jumal. So to the English speakers, uh, Joel and Lynn, mis tähendas ingliskeeles või siis tavalises eesti keeles, we serve, Joel, a, oh, sorry, we serve a prayer hearing and a prayer answering God. Joel ja Lynn, meie teenime jumalad, kes palveid kuuleb ja palvetele vastab, kes teeb imesid. A wonder working God. Ime tegevad jumalad teenime meie. I believe that. Ma usun seda. I'm guessing you believe that or you wouldn't come out tonight to the Jerusalem Prayer Breakfast concert. Ma arvan, et sinagi usud seda, muidu sa ei oleks ka tulnud siia Jerusalema palvus, palvusommikusöögi konsertile. Or you got confused and you thought there was going to be breakfast. So I, okay. Või sa sattusid tõesti segadust ja arvasid, et sinna hoppiski hommikusööki pakutakse. But I want to leave you with a question. Aga ma tahan jätta sulle küsimuse. Uh, Yehuda was here to encourage you. Yehuda oli siin, et teid julgustada. Now I want to encourage you. Ja minagi tahan teid julgustada. But I think that's not my main role tonight. Aga see ei ole minu põhiline sõnum. I think my main role is to ask you a question. Minu põige olulisem roll täna on sinu käest küsida küsimust. What if? Mis oleks kui? What if God sovereignly allows Putin to invade Estonia? Mis juhtuks, kui Jumal lubaks Putinil Eestisse tungida. Has Estonia humbled herself in the sight of God? Kas Eestima on ennast Jumala ees alandanud? I'm not talking about God's judgment even on the people of Estonia. Ma ei räägi isegi Jumala kohtust Eesti inimeste üle. That could be part of his plan. Mis võib olla osa tema plaanist? That's not comfortable to talk about, but we have to be honest. Mida küll ei ole mugav ega meeldiv isegi rääkida, aga me peame olema ju ausad. But what if God allowed Russia to invade out of his mercy? Aga mis oleks, kui Jumal on oma halastuses lubanud Venemaal Eesti trünnata? I don't want Russia to invade. Ei, ei, ma ei taha sugugi seda, et see juhtub. Kaugel sellest. And my prayer is that the Lord stop it. Ja minu palve on, et Jumal selle peataks. The Lord always answers prayer. Jumal ju alati. But sometimes palve. his answer is no. 
Some of the greatest answers to prayer in history are when God says no to us. When my wife and I disciple young people, young couples, we try to teach them about the power of prayer. And we ask them, what were the three greatest answers to prayer in your entire life? We encourage them to go home that week and write down the three prayers that were answered that most excited them over their whole lifetime. I would encourage you to do that. But 100% of the time, the young people come back and they share when God said yes. Because those are exciting prayers. You know, good things, uh, important things, but things that seem crazy and God did it. Like save the life of a man who's been shot four times in the chest. And to bring them to Estonia to pray with and for you. But the next week we ask a different question. Would you go home and write down in your journal? the three greatest times when God said no to you. And they come back and they're thinking, oh, I never really thought about that. There was a girl I really wanted to marry in college. Thank God he said no. There was a job I really, really wanted, and thank God he said no. There was a school I wanted to go to, but in retrospect, thank God he said no. There was a disease that I contracted that I begged God not to let me have and he said no. I prayed for safety and good health and he said no and something terrible happened to my, my body. That's the story of Job. And so I'm going to go through all 42 chapters right now. We're landing the plane. For a nation that has been rescued from the Nazis. A nation that has been rescued from the evil empire. A nation that has been rescued for a thousand years from the Russians. Ja rahvas, 
why is this a nation that has the least faith in God of any nation in the world? Because God loves Estonia, he's going to shake Estonia. I don't know how. I don't know how. Personally, I don't want this for you. We don't pray for our kids to go through tragedies so that they get closer to God. We don't pray for our parents to go through tragedies so that they draw closer to God. But our Father in heaven thinks differently than we do. If he's being merciful to the people of Estonia, he will shake you. Because he wants you to let go of any idea, any religion, any philosophy, any person, anything other than faith in Jesus Christ to rescue you and give you hope. Sest ainult see usk saab teid päästa ja anda teile lootust. He's going to shake every nation. Jumal ju raputab kõiki maailma rahvaid. This is not the words of a fiction writer. Need ei ole ju sõnad ühelt novelli kirjanikult. This is the words of the Hebrew prophet Habakkuk. Need sõnad on nüüd Habakukist. God said through Habakkuk. Jumal rääkis profet Habakkuki kaudu. I will shake all the nations. Just as God spoke to the Hebrew prophet Amos and said, I will shake Israel. The shaking is coming. The pandemic is already part of it. But has it turned your country back to God? It hasn't turned the United States back to the Lord. It hasn't turned Israel So we've got more shaking coming. It doesn't help us to ignore what's coming. We need to be honest with ourselves. This isn't pessimism. This is optimism. God doesn't want us to go to hell. So he wants to catch our attention and get us on the way to heaven. You are in our prayers. And I go back to Jerusalem, I will not just pray for Jerusalem. Please know that I'm praying for you. And your neighbors. And your enemies. God bless you.
Hello, my name's Rachel Carmen, and I want to invite you to come over and listen to my podcast. It's called Real Refreshment. For years and years as a young mother, I chased after the wind, thinking that the world could offer me the refreshment I longed for. But it was only when I discovered it in the person of Jesus Christ that I really found refreshment. Come on over and join me as we dig into Bible study. I'll see you there.